What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time, where I say Wake Up World. Wake Up World was a segment in my podcast, and I just made it the premier entity on my podcast. And what I will be really focusing on, waking the world up in a, in a spiritual perspective, with a spiritual perspective. So on today's episode, God, I want to talk about racism. I have talked about racism. This was really the original reason why I started my podcast, because I wanted to give something to this fight um and i just feel like god has the answer to all of our problems no matter what it is no matter what trial or tribulation you're going through ask god he'll help you i promise you i promise you and i hope that this episode blesses you and many more that i have to come but for right now i want to talk about racism today And I want to give a a new perspective. And I pray that you grab something from this. And I hope that I uh, can open your minds to looking at things in a different manner. Because racism is real. I I would never deny that racism is real. But guys, let's get into it. of the racial tension that uh, plagued this country during the pandemic. It's been plaguing this country for a long time, but the racial tension grew as the pandemic was going on. And I was sitting back and I was like, you know, watching these different YouTube videos, watching these different platforms as people spoke on the issues of the death of George Floyd. Uh, the death of uh, Mike Brown, all of these different people, Sandra Bland, just to name a few. And I was sitting back and I was like, uh, what can I do besides sit back and, you know, have have a thought, an opinion? Uh, some of it makes you so mad that when you go out into the world, you're not even... Uh, able to uh, handle the fact that you're seeing all of this this racial injustice and 
just to come in contact with uh, Caucasian people at the time, it was it just you know it makes you angry. And uh, the situation that I dealt with lately with a white woman calling me mammy at work. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't knock uh, people fighting the injustices for black people, but I've always taken the stand that uh, racial tensions and racial injustices are not are not good. But the way that we focus on trying to change it. I, I, I've always taken the stance that it is not our biggest problem as black people. I've always taken that stance. But uh, on today's episode, I want to talk on talk about racism, but I want to come from a different perspective. And hopefully, this perspective will be more of a solution-based perspective. But as I always do, guys, I want to start off with... A, a story, a wisdom filled story. I've been doing this the last couple of weeks and I, I think it is awesome. I think it's been going over great uh, with people that are listening. At least I hope it has. By the analytics that I've been reading, I think that, you know, my podcast is hitting a little better every each and every week. Uh, I want to start putting out more content and I'm going to work towards doing that in 2024 and hopefully I just stop talking and just do it but the story that I want to talk about today is it's entitled The Chess Game and it's, it's from the book of uh, it's from this book called The Book of Wisdom you know a hundred short stories and this, this story is 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 all about basically it just sums up Jesus's life, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. But it's it, it's the, it's called the chess game. You know? A woman came to a nearby monastery and met the head monk. I am dissatisfied with myself and my life because I have read a lot about the spiritual path. Therefore. I have decided to obtain enlightenment in order to be liberated from suffering. But I can't concentrate for a long time. Besides, I want to make progress quickly. Is there a shorter path for people like me? There is. But only if you are truly determined. The monk paused briefly before continuing the first question. What have you focused on most in your life? After pondering a bit, a bit, the woman replied, My great passion used to be playing chess. I spent many hours playing The monk asked the woman to wait a moment. He left and returned a few moments later, com- accompanied by another monk who had a chessboard with him. He began to set up the pieces. The head monk also brought a sword. You two will now play a game of chess against he ordered the woman in the money. The loser will pay with their life. But I promise that the loser will end up in heaven. The 
The woman in the mark immediately saw that the head of the monastery was serious about the affair. The chess game began. During an opening move, the woman felt sweat running down her forehead as she played for her life. The chessboard became her whole world. She was completely focused on it and no longer could see anything around. At first, the monk had a better position and quickly gained the advantage. But then he made a bad move, and the woman captured his will. The monk's position was shaken. The woman looked at her opponent and saw the face of a virtuous and intelligent man, marked by years of rigorous effort. As she compared his life with hers, a wave of compassion came over her. Deliberately, she began to make mistakes one by one so that the monk could win the game. Suddenly, the head of the monastery intervened and overturned the chessboard before the game could be finished. The woman and the monk were startled and amazed at the action of the head of the monastery. There is no winner and no loser in this game, nor will anyone have to die today because of it. Turning to the woman, he continued, only two things are required. Completely concentration, complete concentration and altruism. You learned both today. You were completely focused on the game, and yet you were able to feel compassion. So much so that you were willing to sacrifice your life for another. You can stay in the monastery and begin your first step for enlightenment. That story was awesome to me. All of these short stories that I have been reading out of this book have been uh, awesome. And uh, I just I, I, I just read that and, and, and just saw the sacrifice. That's the type of love that Jesus has. So that's why I love that story. But let's get into today's topic. Disclaimer, guys. I want to let you know that I am not a preacher. I am not a life coach. I am not a life psychologist. I am a believer in the word of God. And on this podcast, I will always tackle the spiritual aspect of life, trials, and tribulations. So, I, I told you in the beginning I want to talk about racism. And I said I've talked about it before. And I, and it's because continuously I see the debate uh, on YouTube. Uh, different people put different things up that's going on in the world. Uh, especially a lot of videos that surrounding white people being prejudiced and racist. Uh, Why are you talking about this? Well, I want my listeners to know that I have all of life problems. No man can give you. And you probably say, what perspective do you have that he has deserve it? So first, as I stated earlier, 
My stance has always been that racism, racism is not our biggest problem, and it's not what keeps us from having a full and fulfilling life. Bobby say. But I will say this. I want to address the elephant in the room. I know that racism does exist. But I do not believe that my opinion on this podcast is what matters. So, I will say this. Our suffering is not uncommon to all men. We debate one another online. There are several panel debates, debates that you may see on TV. It's all great. We're finally dialoguing about something that has plagued this country since the beginning of time. But I want to pose a question. What is our purpose in What is my purpose on the earth? What, what is Nikki doing Why am I here? Why did God Bless me to see 44 years on this earth. What have I accomplished? What have I been doing? What makes me worthy to still be here? I can give you several reasons that I may believe. And, and, and I can give you my, this whole spiel about, you know, it's not my time. But I would say this. I feel as though God is blessing me with the opportunity to get it. Get what right? Living right. Living a godly life. Doing things this way. My purpose is truly to have faith and believe in Jesus. And with that faith, you learn how to love at the highest level. We learn how to love at the highest level, guys. And, 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 and that love teaches us that the focus should not always be on me and you. It's not about us. And we get so wrapped up in, you know, what am I going to do today? What am I going to accomplish today? What am I going to buy today? What am I, you know, what am I going to do when I go to work? Who's going to make me mad today? Uh, I'm going to finally tell this person off. You know, that's that's part of my day sometimes. And I, I don't I don't know what other people may do when they wake up, what their morning routine what's their daily routine but I think we have gotten so caught up in routine and making everything about us you know it, 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 it's, uh, I gotta go to work today and it's, and it's just so mundane that we lose perspective you know and, and, and that's why so many distractions are able to come our way what we, what we speak about 
where we have these back and forth debates and we think that that's going to fix the problem. But it's not. Let's look at how Jesus took care of himself and others. See, that's the thing. We're so, we're so focused on we're so worried about our friends. Let's look at what Paul said about that. In 2 Corinthians, he, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, this is, what, this is how Paul put it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of mercy, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So Jesus knew. While he was so concerned with the well-being of a whole nation, through all of that compassion, because it wasn't worry, it wasn't, you know, I'm so, you know, I don't know what to do. It wasn't that, woe is me, uh, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. It was passion and love. That's what it was sending. So when you when you're thinking about racism, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. And you probably say, Nikki, nobody wants to hear all that. Nobody cares about what you're talking about because. If somebody wrongs me, you know, my mindset is to wrong them back. Uh, like I told you, the woman called me mama, and, and everybody that I told, they, I would have said this, I would have, well, I could have called her out of her name. I could have said so many different things. But the sad thing that I took from that whole situation was, Looked like me. Felt as though their hands were tied, you know, when it came to reprimanding her and really doing something about her just deciding she's gonna walk up and say something like that. That's what saddened me. You know, it was like I'm in a position, we're in a position, we can't do anything. We can't reprimand her. We can't say anything about what she said. That's what got me. That's what hurt me the most. But back to Jesus. When Jesus ran on empty, he made time for himself. And when he made, and that's what we don't do either. We, we, we're, we're so scared to be alone with our thoughts. 
about an idol. And 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 then when you turn on your TV, if your mind is wandering and it's not in a good place, and you and you don't put things back in perspective, to turn on your TV or look on your phone and uh, you see a video about what they call a Karen. Uh, you see a video of a police officer shooting a black man, and yes, it's wrong, and no, it's not justified. And I'll get into that later, you know, justifying, you know, uh, our behavior. He took time for himself, and in that time, he spent, he spent it with God. A lot of times when we get along with our thoughts, we're so focused on 50 million things, different things. You know, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that, uh, this going on. What do I do with this? And we can't focus on positive. Uh, if the car breaks, your 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 automatic thought is, man, I spent the money, I spent the spend. I don't, you know, you may not even have the money, and. Yes, you're gonna. Your mind will go to that place like, what am I gonna do? But in that time, you find peace and solace and, and strength. So when we see these things, we see racism. Uh, we gotta think about ourselves. Who am I? You know, what do I do? What is my everyday life like? Look in the mirror first before we tackle racism because can I stand the person that's looking back at me see whenever Jesus performed a miracle or he battled with some Pharisee or Sadducee he right after he prayed he went to the father and he strengthened himself to be charged because people will take your energy away. You know, seeing these racial injustices would take something from you. Because it's like, that's, that's me. Somebody hates me that much. A group of people hate me that much. They don't like me uh, just because. They don't have a reason. So where do you go to get supercharged and recharged and ready to deal with ignorance, uh, a broken spirit, a hurt heart? How do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact that somebody's coming to take from you? See, we only think about taking when we're talking about material things. Somebody stole your money. Somebody stole this. But when, when somebody takes from your energy, that's bad. That's dangerous to your health and your well-being. When somebody can come and, and just do something so ignorant and it can just drain you of a positive perspective. So Jesus took time. 
for me. And that's what we gotta do. Do we like who we are? Racism exists. It does. But do we like who we are as people? As human beings? Does God like us? Go talk to him and see the, see what his response is. God, do you like me? Because yes, he loves me. He cares for me. But does he like me? And who I am at that moment? Or is it something that he will, he wants to change me? But in that alone time that Jesus spent, he was not sitting around feeling sorry for himself, knowing that he was about to die. That's the crazy thing. He was, he was, to be alone with yourself and you, think about, think about somebody that gets a diagnosis comes to die. And it's a grave diagnosis. To be alone with your thoughts. The doctor says you have two months to live. Now you have to make peace with that. Now you have to go somewhere and make peace with that. And then to and come back out into the world and try to put on a brave face rather than sit around and have a pity party for yourself. See, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't gather up his 12 disciples and his followers and then when something, when somebody wanted to test him, somebody wants to come up against him, somebody wants to touch the hem of his garment, he went and found He went and found He didn't say, oh, I'm so tired of dealing with these people. Because the Bible is, 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 is compacted. We don't know the full stories of of, of what Jesus went through. You have to pray morning, noon, and night. Nor did Jesus allow himself, allow his mind to be idle. As I stated earlier, he didn't, he didn't, you know, because when you sit around and your mind starts to wonder, it becomes idle. You start thinking about all types of things that really are not even important. Then you start talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, 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 and all of that, you accomplished. His mind never became idle. He went to be alone and so he could come back out and tell the world and show the world and give the world what the Father was trying to give to everyone. That's that's all. That takes a lot because if, if, if for me to watch a video of a, a white man with his knee on a black man's neck and and he just sits there and he just looks around. And, and, and other black people are just videoing. They can't do anything. They're not doing anything. What could they do? 
What do you do? It's great to mark the person. It's great to, 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 to try to get our forces heard. But you never let it go idle. Because when it goes idle, to see that, it brings up that anger. It brings up old things. And old things have to be put away. So that we can move towards the future. Because when you see that, if you go back and look at videos from the 1960s and 70s where police were spraying black people with water hoses and sicking dogs on them. Putting signs up, white bathroom only, black bathroom only, sending us to the back of the bus. Think about where a Rosa Parks mind was. You just cannot work. You're too tired. You sit in the first seat you see, and they say, no, you got to go to And at times, that, that was a rule that we had to follow. And we stand on the shoulders of things like that. The, the, the Sam of Martin. We, we stand on the shoulders of Martin Luther King. Whether you hear people talk negatively about him now, we stand on the shoulders of Martin But in standing on their shoulders, we have to stop allowing our minds to be idle. And we got to come up with a plan of action where we work together. We truly work together. We, we come to understand that, hey, flesh and blood, first of all, flesh and blood is not. So that white blue eyed devil is not our enemy. They're just being used. They're just being used to keep us in bondage. And that bondage is conducive to us believing we have to do anything and everything under the sun to get to uh, what we want. If that means scamming, if that means selling our bodies, whatever we have to do, we feel like I'm going to do it because I want to be successful. Think about all of the mess you're hearing about in Hollywood and in the music industry. Why are these things coming out? They're coming out for a reason. Because we sit around with idle minds. And then people are putting us on this pedestal. And we gotta live up to the the, the, the uh we gotta live up to what they say we are and who they say we are. We we, we treat P. Diddy and a Jay-Z and R. Kelly and all these, we treat them like they're gods. And then when we find out that a human was so ready to pounce on us, 
was so ready to say, see, I knew it. He was a man when you were, when you loved him. And he's a man when you find out he's got flaws. He's still a man. It's up to us to stop putting people in positions that they don't belong. So in this idle thought process, we're looking for a savior. We're looking for the white man to get out of our way so we can be successful. What did he was successful? But look at his life now. Look at his life now. It's in turmoil. He's off of the town. And it's not good. And all of the so-called people that love him, they're coming out and they're running their minds. And they're, and, and, and they're willing to say, yeah, he was doing this, he was doing that, he was... So, guys, I didn't get to uh, everything uh, that I uh, originally wanted to get tackled. Uh, that just stuck with me, your idol mind, and how they, how the devil attacks that idol mind, where he makes us believe that there's no hope in Jesus Christ. You have people out here telling you that Christianity is the white man's religion. So, we got to get back to love. We got to get back to love. So, I'm going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with prayer. Do you have anything? Such an awesome thing. For the sacrifice that he the sacrificial love that he had for people, a nation, the world. And you simply want us to come out of the world you so that we Way that we'll be blessed beyond measure. It'll be it'll be it'll be poured out from heaven and running over, and we won't even know what to do. But in that, I hope that we learn that all of our blessings that fall upon us it means that we got to share. We got to unite. We got to unite. We got to come together as one race, the human race. Lord, we love you, I love you, and I thank you again for just being Jesus. Amen. So, guys, uh, let's reprogram our thinking. Let's get back to love. Let's recover the life that the devil tries to take from us each and every day. But most importantly, let's start living a godly life. Let's give God the simply the simple thing that He asks for: our total commitment and devotion to Him. 
No man can save us. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if some, it doesn't matter how many times we tackle racism. And I'll finish talking about this next week. But guys, I love you and I'm out. Have a great week next week. And a great holiday. I'll probably try to come up with some content, some special content for Christmas. Guys, I love you. Peace.